swan and daddy with my dad and so daddy. Uncle Sam, I want to know what you're doing with Okay, where was I when I said that? They're loco. I kind of was a leafy. So, are we just going to make up rules as we go along? Show some R E S P I C T. Anyway, Owen to. Tell you this. I'm going to start at an 11. I'm going to take it to about a 15 real quick. Well, who wouldn't want an opportunity to talk to Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty? Well, uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, ask the same question of their listeners, and here's their response. I've been a loyal employee here for over a year and a half. I give you America itself. This is Ed McMahon, and now here's Armstrong and Getty. Studio C, a dimly lit room deeper than the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications Compound. And today, on a Friday, we're under the tutelage of the walls are closing in on me. The walls are closing in. The walls of Christmas are closing in on me. I hope you're all on top of it. You're under no stress whatsoever. I'm not in that situation, and I seem to run into a number of people when I'm out and about or in a similar situation of just not quite being there yet in terms of ready. And then the one thing your kid wanted, you go online, you've been putting it off, and they're out of them, or don't have the right color, or size, and then you're scrambling, and ermergerd. Why can't you give a five-year-old a gift card? Why doesn't it work the same way as it works for adults? You just get them a, a Best Buy gift card or something, or a bottle of booze. That works for adults. You always, you get them a nice bottle of booze with a bow on it, and they're happy. Can't do that with six-year-olds. They always have some specific thing they want. Not gift cards or booze. And he's got to have the subterranean combat gear on. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. I don't want the normal one. Everybody's got the normal one. (laughs) Yeah. It has to have the laser gun. (laughs) Anywho, how you doing? Good. Glad to hear it. Um, so we got uh, we got yesterday. I, w- w- I wasn't here. Joe is uh, Joe is home, and it's just me. And I had a doctor's appointment for the kids that I gotta that I gotta talk about later. And a big trip when we went to the zoo after as a um, uh, as, as a motivator to try to get the the young spirited child that I have to the doctor. Had to promise him going to the zoo, which worked. Kids are funny at the zoo, man. I, re- I remember as a kid, uh, it frustrating my dad that we weren't more amazed by the animals we were seeing. <laughs> and kids just are like, <laughs> God, there's one point where he's literally three and a half feet from a grizzly bear. I mean, there's a grizzly bear's face right here. If we find a pop machine, can we get a seven up? <laughs> and I said, there's a grizzly bear this far away. Look at the grizzly bear. This is amazing. And if they don't have a 7-Up, can I get Orange Crush? Can I get one of those two? Not the, there's a grizzly bear right there. Because I think I saw a pop machine. Oh, okay. All right. Well, Can we buy something in the gift shop on the way out? Grizzly bear! <laughs> Let's introduce everybody in the squad. We're going to be talking about uh, Michael Cohen did an interview. Yeah. And talked to a lot of people. Trump did an interview. Yep. Talked about a lot of things. A whole bunch of stories in the news on that whole topic. We'll get to all that stuff coming up. What is that footage of? I just saw some old footage of Cohen giving a speech somewhere and Trump sitting behind him smiling. 
Anyway, those were happier times for that couple. Uh, let's introduce everybody. We'll start over there with our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? Uh, pretty good. You know, Jack, that continues into adulthood when uh, men say, hey, to their wife, look at that beautiful television. Look at the picture on that. And the wife looks at it and goes, yeah, whatever, and just keeps on walking. So it just continues. <laughs> I think maybe kids, because it, so many cartoons and books you read and everything like that have animals in them and cartoons. It's just, I don't know. I remember as a kid not quite understanding why my dad thought it was so amazing that there's a grizzly bear right there. But when you get older, you're looking at these animals and you think, there's just an elephant right here. Look at the size of that thing. Or the tiger. What? No, look at his paws. But as a kid, it's just, eh. What are we going to eat for lunch? <laughs> you know, you don't have the fear factor as a kid, maybe. maybe as that's an adult, you understand that this beast could you know, kill you. But. Uh, they did, we did get to see an elephant. Now, I'd never seen this before. It, uh, it urinated and defecated in front of us. I had oh. never seen that. What an amazing performance that was. <laughs> did that get your kid's attention? I've seen elephants in the circus where they're up on each other's backs and walking around right. and standing on one leg. Right. This was more, a more impressive elephant trick than that. <laughs> Holy cow. It was like big suitcases were falling out of him. Boom. Boom. And then as if someone had switched on a fire hose. I mean, it was just, it was incredible. I think that was the big takeaway for my kids from the whole trip, was seeing the elephant do his thing. There's, there you go. There's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Uh, doing very well. Uh, I bring to you uh, a, a new, brand new, this is the debut of a as-yet-untitled feature. Well, uh, everybody knows I'm, I'm big into the, the movies. I, I will tell you uh, some of the movies that are coming out this weekend, and then I will tell you one, and you have to tell me whether or not that is a real movie or something I am making up. <laughs> that'd be, okay? that'd, be, that'll be difficult. So the, the first movie that's coming out, this is actually a real movie. This is called The Mule. This is directed by Clint Eastwood, starring Clint Eastwood. Yeah, that looks pretty good. Uh, let me let me tell me if you've heard this before. He plays a man with nothing to lose mm. and goes out for vengeance. Wow. Jeez, that has been his whole career, hasn't it? Sounds good to me. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, whether it's Fistful of Dollars or Outlaw Josie Wales or whatever, that's always been his thing, but that's a good one. The other movie is an animated feature, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Uh, this is the movie I'm most likely to actually go out and see this weekend. Uh, it has the uh, uh, very high 99% score on Rotten Tomatoes, which is tough to do. Uh, heard a lot of good things about this, but it is an animated movie about Spider-Man, so obviously not for everyone. Now... <laughs> <laughs> Here, by every, not for everyone, it's usually not for adults like yeah. me. Grown-ups, that's yeah, what I would yeah, say. Yeah. yeah. Um, so now here is, uh, now you have to tell me if this is a real or a fake movie. The, the, the title, Mortal Engines. <laughs> it is starring Hugo Weaving, and its tagline, Hester Shaw is the only one who can stop a giant city on wheels that is devouring everything in its path. That can't be a real movie. I'm sorry, that is incorrect. That is a real movie. Wow. Mortal <laughs> Engines opening this weekend. I can't wait until this is on TV and I can watch it. Wow. Wow, that's got a Sharknado oh, feel to it. Um, there's Marshall Movie Phillips. tradesman. I know you have to be very busy, Marshall, because uh, there's a couple, a big couple of days of news that we got to catch up on. How are you this morning, Marshall? I am doing very well. Uh, busy at work and busy after work. After several trips now to the outdoors store, I am fully outfitted for my upcoming trip to Woodstock. Finally settled on a bright orange, high-tech nano-puff jacket. That's good. Gore-Tex gloves and my ninja suit. There you go. I will wear these into work sometime next week. <laughs> oh, that that will be good uh, yes. web stuff right yeah. there. And I uh, bought the uh, bus tickets online yesterday for my final leg of the journey, which is going from Albany, New York, to Woodstock. Dressed, Please have an Elmer Fudd hat. Dressed is the way you're going to be dressed on the yes. bus. That's going to be yes, fantastic. Indeed. You might have to... Uh, 
Facebook Live that whole event. Oh, definitely. <laughs> uh, coming up on the show, I've got the most disruptive events of 2018, which is kind of an interesting list. We got to get to that. What was that elephant's uh, performance <laughs> on that list? We got to get to the story of a human heart found on a Southwest Airlines flight that forced the plane to turn around. I don't know if somebody left it in the seat back pocket or the overhead or what, but there was a human heart there and they had to turn around. Fell out where the oxygen masks were supposed to be. Um, Kanye got into it in some sort of Twitter war, which is kind of entertaining when he got all the Trump. Cohen stuff, of course, that we've got to jump back into. Um, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is a Friday, December 14th. Man, Christmas is close. Is it really just 11 days away? Yep. Holy crap. Uh, it's 2018. We're setting you straight in 218. We're Armstrong. You get in. We approve of this program, which should begin, probably should have started a minute ago, at Mark. KFC has introduced new fried chicken scented fireplace logs in time for the holiday. So if you're wondering what you're getting for Christmas, raccoons! <laughs> That's pretty funny. KFC-scented fireplace logs. Huh? Fantastic. And I'm fairly certain the math checks out where I think a bucket of chicken is just cheaper. So if you really want that fried KFC chicken smell, just get the bucket of chicken. It will make your whole house smell like that. That has been my experience. Um... What do you got coming up in the news there, Marshall? Well, Fox? a war of words. Cohen speaks, Trump rebukes. China blinks, and the dirtiest thing in your shower is probably not you. Coming up. <laughs> Fantastic. We'll get to all that coming up. And um, there are a couple of uh, things to talk about. That vote in, about Yemen in the Senate was uh, a headline maker. Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren had a meeting about running for president, but don't ask Bernie about it. He's uh, He got a little testy on that subject, among other things we've got on the way. And do we have clips of the week today? Oh, cool, on a four-day week. So stay tuned for that coming up next on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. We've also got a story. Um, what's in stadium food, which is apparently pretty gross if you're headed to a uh, sporting event this weekend, as Sean is tonight, actually. I am. I am. Um, but we need to take a fond look back at the week that was before we get into the news of the today. It's a little something we call COW. It's an acronym for Clips of the Week. We're very happy with what we are reading because uh, there was no collusion whatsoever. Uh, there never has been. A new version of bullfighting has started in China in which participants use their hands instead of swords. That's how many extra people they have. Excessive automation at Tesla was a mistake. To be precise, my mistake. Humans are underrated. People are way better at dealing with un- unexpected circumstances than robots. I swear, man, our world is becoming beyond crazy. And I'm not going to let the craziness frustrate me. We ever been to the moon? Nope. Nope. They're going to come get us. I don't think so. Either. <laughs> Here's the code and there is the so door. Really I am going to stand over here. The American people recognize that we must keep government open. 
that a shutdown is not worth anything and that you should not have a Trump shutdown. I have to say I thought it was a very good meeting. Attention all shoppers, associates, and management. F*** management, f*** this job, and f*** Walmart. So, some good stuff in there that I'd forgotten already. Man, that Trump sit down with Pelosi and everybody seems like it was a month ago, because that's the way the news cycle works in the modern world. I've got some approval numbers for you, speaking of Pelosi and Trump and others, that are uh, pretty eye-opening. I was looking at the front page of the business section, USA Today. They got this graph. 57%. Well, we're not going to do the percentage first anymore. He's learning, people. I'm learning. you got to give what it is first. Otherwise, it doesn't make any difference to you. This is like when Happy Gilmore learned how to putt. I mean, he was competitive (laughs) before he learned how to do this. What percentage of pre-retirees say they worry health care costs will hurt their retirement plans? And it's 57%. It's only 57%. The rest of you are high or not very smart. Seriously, you're not concerned that health care costs are going to throw off your retirement plans? Jeez, I worry about that every freaking day of my life. Holy cow. Were you listening the other day with Craig, the Obamacare lawyer, where health care is going? Uh, some approval ratings before we get to, I believe we're going to talk to Sherry Preston about stadium food at some point. I was going to eat so much stadium food, too. I need, yeah. I need to hear ah, you this still before. will. It's oh, fine. Of course I will. But yeah. now at least I can, you know, know about it. I'd rather not know about it. Uh, Fox News poll that just came out yesterday, I believe, had Trump at 45% approval, 45% approval, which is um, uh, about where he's been hanging for a while in the low 40s in a number of polls. Nancy Pelosi, they have at 36% approval, and that was the highest among these other names I'm going to throw at you. Mitch McConnell, 28% of all uh, registered voters, 28% approve of Mitch McConnell. Chuck Schumer, also 28%. So that's your Republican and Democrat leader of the Senate at 28% approval. Kevin McCarthy, who once embarrassed me in person, uh, 19% approval rating. Take that. But uh, Nancy Pelosi's at the top at, at 36%. Trump at 45%. I'd say right now, those are your two leaders, I think, of the respective parties. Just in imagination. As we get further in the, into the running for president thing, I, maybe some Democrat emerges, but I think for now it's still Nancy oh, at 36%. My soul just punched me from the inside when you said that. <laughs> Did that hurt? Yeah. Uh, Sherry Preston is an ABC News correspondent. She, uh, she says she hopes you've already finished your breakfast before she tells you what's in stadium food. Um, <laughs> Sherry, how you doing? Welcome to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Hi, guys. Good morning. How you doing? So did you actually eat the food to figure this out, or are you just going with some scientists? <laughs> no, I'm going with I'm going with ESPN, who okay. ate the food. Oh, the scientists. Yeah, exactly. This is part of an ESPN um, Outside the Lines uh, study. What they did, and, and, and it's kind of cool, because you don't really, you know, usually on ESPN, they don't really analyze stuff like this, but what they did was they looked at about 16,000 food safety inspection reports at all of the Major League ballparks across the country, Major League Baseball. NFL, NBA, and NHL. And what they found is that about 28% of the venues um, had, you know, one or more high-level food violations. And what that is is like um, something that could potentially make you sick or pose a risk for a foodborne illness. And some of the stuff, um, you know, admittedly is really gross, like what they talk about in the very first The nacho um, cheese. Line. The nacho cheese they serve at any stadium is gross. <laughs> 
Whether well, there's any bacteria. It's good for like one bite, and then oh. it congeals. And then it oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> it ain't cheese, whatever it is. But anyway, go on. Volcanoes with it. Well, this is um, the, the very first thing they talk about is one of those industrial size, commercial size bag of Cracker Jacks at Coors Field. And they opened it up in 2016 and found, ta-da, a surprise, a uh, live mouse in it. So, live mouse in there. Yeah, I kind of just sort of keep going like that. A live mouse? Not a dead one, exactly. Which do we prefer? In there. What do we prefer? I suppose actually a dead mouse is grosser. A live mouse is pretty shocking, but a dead mouse is grosser. Well, true, except that the live mouse leaves things behind. Oh, like, that, that's a decent point and, right there. And if you find a live mouse, your problem has just begun. If you find a dead mouse, you, you're pretty much, the worst has already passed, you're, and now you're in, you know, restitution stage. <laughs> you still, you yeah, don't have to, I, yeah. yeah. I, mean, we, I mean, sometimes, have you ever heard stories of, like, on salad bars, finding little frogs? I, I have there? I have not. You need to go um, to different restaurants. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. You need to get out more. Uh, but here's the thing. When you have a stadium like all these stadiums you're talking about, okay, you're, you're serving food to tens of thousands of people. So, you know, you might go to a restaurant when they have the same health reports, and they might serve 100 people in a day. Um, you know, you're talking thousands of people. So mostly it's things like not keeping hot food hot and cold food cold, um, you know, not washing your hands properly or sanitizing things like that. All right. things that could potentially make you sick, but not incredibly disgusting. Yeah, so I always blamed it on the eight stadium beers I had, but it might have been the lukewarm sausage I had and the little bit of mouse in my uh, in my nachos. <laughs> I don't understand why on the on your cheap nacho cheese they can't get the color closer to cheese, because that's the most off-putting thing. It's always some sort of fluorescent color of yellow or orange that doesn't exist in cheese, and, you know, it's off-putting. The thing with cheese is, and nacho cheese, is like, again, the first bite is great. And if you let it sit, then you pick up one nacho and the whole thing comes with you. The whole entire bite of it just goes just goes straight in there. And it's, it's, it's gross anyway. It's gross at the stadium, that's for sure. Sherry Preston, ABC News correspondent. Thanks for that. We'll let you go. Appreciate the uh, report. Take care. The molasses-flavored popcorn and peanut snacks came with a live mouse is the, the headline. Well, see, that's, that's a one-off. It's not like that happens. Every third customer at the stadium. Come on. I mean, what's the difference between a health violation and a door prize? <laughs> exactly. Or a pet for the, the kids. <laughs> You've been asking for a pet. You're going to see the Golden State Warriors basketball team play tonight, which is one of the biggest draws in all of professional sports on planet Earth. Oh, yeah. It's on gonna Earth. Be, it's going to be a good one. In terms, of, good one. I mean, ter- in terms of all your sports, the Golden State Warriors are one of the biggest draws in sports on the planet. So I'll be yeah. able to, you know, in, in 40 years, I'll have, you know, little kids bouncing on my knee. Hopefully I'm related to them in some way. And I'll tell them about the time I saw <laughs> Steph Curry play the, and I was the, the goal, it was the best team that was, and then they went down and they dunked on the, yeah, it'll be great. Hopefully they're related to you in some way. Otherwise, that, that, that's a, that didn't slide by me. That's yeah, pretty yeah. funny. <laughs> um, yeah. So I'll get into more of those approval numbers from the uh, Fox poll I thought was kind of interesting. And there was a straw poll the other day. Uh, for Democrats, and does this mean anything or not? MoveOn.org did a straw poll of the favorite candidates, who they want to run for president as a Democrat against Trump. We'll hit you with the list and how well they did. The number one result, I think, will surprise you quite a bit. Marshall's going to get into the news that I don't really want to talk about, but we probably must, with Cohen and Trump and their interviews and that whole thing, which just seems to be like gum on my shoe that I can't get rid of. 
You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. It's cold outside controversy continues. One San Francisco radio station banned the song from their Christmas pay- playlist. Listeners revolted and they had to reinstate it because the listeners wanted the song. New York Times did a deep dive today on the origins of that tune. We'll get into a little bit. Maybe we can solve this controversy once and for all and get back to enjoying our Christmas music. News now with Marsha Phillips. All right, we have got the lawyer talking out. We've got uh, Michael Cohen saying that uh, he uh, is, uh, well, he's talking to uh, George Stephanopoulos on ABC. This uh, breaking of silence after being sentenced to three years in federal prison. He's saying very clearly that he never directed you to do anything wrong. Is that true? I don't think there's anybody that believes that. First of all, nothing at the Trump organization was ever done unless it was run through Mr. Trump. Cohen sitting down with why Stephanopoulos. Is, why is he doing an interview with Stephanopoulos to know. start with? I don't know. What's what's going on there? Is he angry at Trump for throwing him under the bus? Is that what motivating this? He's trying to. It's the same theory from Wednesday. He's trying to jumpstart to his redemp, redemption arc of his story. Right. He's a victim of life circumstances. Yes. Right. Yes. I, yeah. Woe is me. I got in over my head. Now I'm 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 trying to do the right thing and, and be on the right side of things, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. It's an, it's, a, it's an interesting uh, angle to go with that the, the the Donald Trump was so powerful in everything in my life that he caused me to be a person right. I'm not. And now I'm back to the person I originally was. Well, we'll see if this works for him or not. Cohen explaining his role in the hush money payment made to Trump's alleged mistress. That would be one Karen McDougal. He was telling ABC. He directed me to make the payments. He directed me to become involved in these matters, including the one with McDougal, which was really between him and David Pecker and then David Pecker's counsel. I just reviewed the documents. I just reviewed the documents. That's all I did. Yeah. The, the tough part with this, of course, is all of these networks, and including George Stephanopoulos' right. ABC, have been screaming about what a liar Cohen is for, you know, for a year now. And now, all of a sudden, of course, he's telling the truth, which he might still be lying. He might just be telling a story, whatever the story is best for him at the time, right. which often happens with these people. I don't have any idea. I, I hope Mueller does. Yesterday on Fox, President Trump insisted that Cohen's not telling the truth. I never directed him to do anything wrong. Whatever he did, he did on his own. He's a lawyer. A lawyer who represents a client is supposed to do the right thing. That's why you pay them a lot of money, etc., etc. He is a lawyer. He represents a client. I never directed him to do anything incorrect or wrong. And he understands that. And so is that the crux of at least one of the cases and problems that Trump has? Whether or not Trump directed Cohen on that? I don't know if they'll ever be able to prove that or not. Or, you know, how much uh, how much control did he have over those payments? And were they meant to influence the election? Were they just right. a well, private well, matter? There, there's, a, I think it's in the Wall Street Journal, I'll find it, a former SEC chairman who says this is not, or FEC chairman, right. who says this is not a campaign violation, even if he did, and explains why. Right. So we'll bring you that. Senators giving a thumbs up to a bipartisan measure aimed at ending U.S. support for the Saudi-led civil war in Yemen. It's supposedly a sharp rebuke to the Trump administration's Saudi policy. I do not understand what's going on here. All the foreign policy experts we talk to say we need Saudi Arabia. 
as we've commented over and over again and is absolutely true, killing journalists happens all over the world all the time. It's awful. I'm against it. But why are we acting like in this one case, oh, my God, they killed a journalist. We can't talk to them. Turkey does it all the time. Saudi Arabia has done it forever. And we've been friends with them all through this. So why now? I still don't understand what's going on here. And and the Senate unanimously. Is that right? No, 5641. Oh, the unanimous vote was on the war in Yemen. Yes. Uh, 5641 voted to um, condemn Saudi Arabia for this killing. I, I, I don't know what's going on here. I, I, I fully understand why Trump is staying with the, I'm not sure if he did or not, so let's just move on. Because they're an ally of ours, and we need a bad guy in a bad neighborhood to be our friend. I don't know. There you go. Dirtiest thing in the shower is probably not you. Researchers have discovered that your shower head is loaded with a particular biofilm, which is gunk that is basically poop from bacteria attempting to protect itself from the water pipes it lives in. I like a good biofilm. The one about uh, Ray Charles is really good. Uh, you get, got some good presidential biofilms. So what, what, what are we supposed to do with all these these stories? So there's there's mice in my popcorn and gunk on my shower head. I mean, am I, am I supposed to do anything? Am I supposed to just be a live in terror, or what am I supposed to do? I would say the latter, live in terror. <laughs> Generally, this biofilm will stay in your pipes, but when the water pressure is high enough, the biofilm and the bacteria's poop is let loose and shot out through your shower head and onto your body. It's fecal matter with Marshall. Yeah. All right. It's a sick enough. All right, and we had a thriller with just seconds left. Carson Chargers QB Philip Rivers tossed a pass to Mike Williams. It's good for two. Mike Williams wide open, and the Chargers take the lead with four seconds to go in the game. The Chargers. Chargers making a comeback in a 29-28 win over the Kansas City Chiefs in uh, Kansas City. Interesting programming note. I saw that the Thursday night football game was streamed on the usually uh, video game streaming website Twitch that I sometimes stream my video games on. I hadn't seen it on there before. Uh, There was something, I I think, like 60,000 people watching on the stream. So trying to expose themselves to a bunch of young males. A A lot of young males in that audience. Yeah, interesting. There you go. That's wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. The Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. There you go. We got to catch up on some stories since we weren't here yesterday. Uh, things that are happening in the news. I do have the ten most disruptive events of 2018. Things that made us all stop and watch or pay attention. Interrupted our lives. I think you'll remember them as we go through the list. I want to finish off that Fox poll of uh, popularity and a straw poll they had the other day for MoveOn.org as they try to figure out who they want to run against Donald Trump. Fairly interesting results in how incredibly wide open the D side of this next presidential race is, at least currently. Uh, So we'll get to all this stuff coming up. Hope you can stay with us. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The Conscience of the Nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. 
crazy this year is the Elf on the Shelf. I don't know if the Elf on the Shelf is technically even considered to be a toy, but I've had it up to here with this thing. We keep forgetting to move it. You're supposed to move it every night, and we forget. And then we wake up in the middle of the night, oh, I forgot to move the Elf. And then you have to tiptoe in the room with the light on the phone and my underpants like a coal miner. And... <laughs> And my daughter doesn't even care about it anymore. We're like, eat your dinner or the elf is going to tell Santa. And she's like, screw him. Let, him, let that elf eat the dinner. Uh, we don't have the official elf on the shelf, but uh, so a whole bunch of Sam's friends in school were talking about it, and he wanted to know what it was. So we made one last year with a uh, an old plastic pop bottle, and we put a little Santa hat on it and put some <laughs> eyes on it or whatever. But anyway... We moved that thing around all the time, and they found it so hilarious. Various places it would pop up. They go in to go to the bathroom and open the cabinet. Ah, there it is, staring at them or whatever. <laughs> this year we got some little gnomes that we're using in a similar fashion. I've named them uh, Gnome, Gnome Chomsky, Gnome Alaska, and Gnome Means Gnome are the three gnomes that I move around. But gnomes they, <laughs> on the road. Huh? <laughs> like a, huh? But uh, the gnomes show up, and like they traveled with us on our little trip in the hotel room, and you open the door. Oh, my God, how did it get here? It's very funny. Very funny. Try to enjoy the elf on the show. We've never used it in the official, it's keeping an eye on you, so be good sort of way. Uh, it's that's just... its only purpose. you got to get your child used to living in constant surveillance state. <laughs> right. That's where right. we're going, yeah. Jack. Yeah, so they get used to Google and the NSA. <clears throat> I might have to read this. I just read the headline in the USA Today opinion section. Anthony Scaramucci. Remember him? Oh! <laughs> He's written an opinion piece. The president continues to run a tight ship on how these stories about chaos and uh, can't get anybody to work there and all that sort of stuff are overblown from an interesting source, Anthony Scaramucci. You worked there for 72 hours? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Maybe he's saying, look, I was a nut job and they got rid of me, so they don't tolerate nut jobs. (laughs) I'm proof that the system works. Yeah. Coming up, I'm going to get into, if you can handle this, 2020 presidential election talk, both sides of it. Bernie Sanders says, shut up about it. What's wrong with you? They also did a straw poll for MoveOn.org. Who do progressives want to be the candidate to run against Trump? We'll get to that coming up. Uh, A couple of things we missed yesterday. Oh, I know Marshall's going to do the big Apple story that broke yesterday. Apple is going to add a billion-dollar Texas campus in Austin. So similar to the Amazon story with showing up in some town with billions of dollars and and tens of thousands of jobs, there they land in Austin. I mean, that'll be a huge impact. They didn't have the public spectacle of having cities bid for their their favor, though. Yeah, I don't know why they did or didn't or why Amazon. You do get a lot of favors that way, a lot of tax breaks. Maybe Apple just worked them all behind behind the scenes. That's uh, true. Which very well could happen. Um, But they also (laughs) are going to establish new 1,000 worker operations in Culver City, California, San Diego, and Seattle. All areas we broadcast in with some, you know, good Apple jobs coming your way. That reminds me. Oh, I drove by um, drove by the Tesla plant yesterday because we're in that area for our doctor's appointment. Nice. And uh, and we'd driven by the you know, the Facebook headquarters just like five minutes earlier, and it's just it's a it blows my mind. I was trying to explain to my kids that this this doesn't happen in world history where you have so many of the biggest companies most powerful things in the entire world all within a couple of miles of each other your googles your twitters your all that sort of stuff it's just amazing maybe maybe gm uh, um um uh, detroit in the 50s when you had ford and gm and everything in one area m- might have competed but since then I, I don't know you know they're thinking powerful companies i don't see any lego factories over here yeah yeah uh 
I got to talk more about going to the zoo. You know what kids really like, especially at the age my kids are, six and eight? Staying at a hotel. We stayed at a hotel, had a pool and a gym. We ordered in some room service. Actually, what we did was, uh, speaking of uh, tech companies, I did Uber Eats for the first time. Oh. Another disruptor. Yeah. Un-freaking believable. I'd, I'd heard of it. I hadn't done it. So now every restaurant has takeout. And delivery. And delivery. Yeah, I had, every restaurant has delivery. And it's uh, it doesn't matter how far away you are or how rural you are, if you're willing to pay for the delivery. Um, every restaurant now has delivery. I mean, what a, that's just a mind-blowing. So we just looked at what restaurants exist around here. Anything you want. Ordered way too much food. But um, just freaking awesome. And just like Uber, tracking it on my phone. Oh, here's the, my kids thought that was so cool. Look at my phone. He's turning on that corner. He'll be coming around the corner here in just a second. His name is uh, his name is Dan. He's going to be driving a blue Corolla. And here he comes with our pizza. Hey, look at this. It says he's, uh, he's gifted in conversation. This should be fun. How did nobody think of that? Why didn't I think of that? How did nobody think of Uber Eats before? Awesome. Is it Freaking more expensive? Awesome. Than what? Than going there? I mean, just I mean, oh, yeah. is it a lot more expensive? Well, the whole point of delivery, M- Michael, is you're paying for the convenience of not li- leaving your home. Have you ever had a pizza delivered? Yeah, That's the yeah, whole point. I mean, you, you tip the guy or something, but... I- yeah. No, I no, just... There, there's a service charge on it. Yeah, I just... I paid for the food, but then you pay the delivery or whatever, but it ain't much. It ain't... It, it's... It, well, it's, it's about like what it was to get a pizza delivered to your house, except you can get anything you want. Which is freaking awesome. Anywhere. Because, you know, you end up a lot of places where you don't have delivery. You check with the front desk and there's like one crappy pizza place that delivers. Now everything delivers. Awesome. I'm not doing an ad for Uber Eats. I'm not even a uh, a stockholder. I should be, though. What a great company. Uh, not publicly traded. Oh, that's right. Not yet. Uber is going to go public, aren't they? Uh, I think Lyft is going to be first to market on that. But, uh, but yeah, Uber as of yet... Uh, p- private company. Marshall's going to do the Apple story coming up. Nancy Pelosi said yesterday she's really into going after the president's taxes and figuring out a way to get them. Boy, that's going to be a heck of a battle. Um, That Marriott data breach that happened earlier in this week, one of the biggest in the history of all these things, kind of met with a yawn by me, I think, and others, because we all feel like all our data has been stolen already. But this Marriott Hotels hacking in which they got all the information from everybody that's ever been there. What was it? 500 million or 50 million or whatever the number was. It was an insane number. Um, was the Chinese, they think. The Chinese. Not the Russians. Not the North Koreans. Damned Chinese. But you're probably like me. You feel like your information's been hacked so many times you just don't, you don't even pay attention anymore. And I found this hilarious. So Maria Butina, she's the red-haired Russian spy. The Red Sparrow. Who was with the NRA and was dating some Congress guy in South Dakota, sleeping with this sweaty, fat, bald dude, <laughs> I guess, so she could get uh, her way into various meetings and, and, and information. Man, that's taking one for the team right there. Uh, he, was, he was living the dream, though. He thought, man, things have gone my way. I have been working out, he's thinking to himself. I thought I'd been looking a little trimmer. He gets his Russian spy. Been doing that intermittent fasting thing for a couple weeks. Yeah. It really must be working for me. <laughs> so he's dating this Russian spy. I think she was even living with him. Anyway, so she has um, uh, testified and all that sort of stuff and pled guilty. Uh, Putin was asked about it, and he said, I've asked around, and no one knows anything about her, so I don't think she's actually a spy. <laughs> what a hilarious response from Putin. I ask around, nobody knows anything about her. That is really funny. <laughs> Yeah, not all spies are James Bond that go around telling everybody they're first and last full legal. Well, then, then, then Putin would tell us anyway. 
Oh, yeah, she is a spy. I'm sorry about that. No, I ask around. Nah, nobody knows anything. So all is good there. <laughs> um, and pilots did turn around a plane for Southwest Airlines because they, just, they realized there was a human heart on board. Somebody had donated a heart and it was flying on Southwest. Is that the way, really, the way you. How did you it get through? Transport security. these? <laughs> they, uh, somebody was traveling with it, I think. And but anyway, they left it behind and got a hold of the the uh, the airline and said, "Hey, we left the 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 heart. Uh, it's in cold, you know dry ice and everything like that, keeping it fresh, I guess, oh. so it doesn't you know get moldy." And uh, flying it to wherever it needs to go to get to a heart recipient who's waiting for their heart that's flying in the cargo hold of Southwest. But they had to t- they actually had to turn the plane around because you have in effect. Uh, a, a, a human, right, at stake, since it's a human heart, they're, they're not that easy to get. And they had to re- land the plane and get that heart out, out of the cargo hold. Really looking forward to the Moldy Hearts performance this weekend. Their new <laughs> blues album is just, it, oh man, it really hits you in the sad spot. I hope whoever does the uh, year-end list of band names for the Armstrong and Getty show has compiled that, because that is a good one, Moldy Heart. <laughs> Might have to look more into that story. How the hell did that happen? Um... At the hotel. So was, he, he, was he bringing multiple organs and he just forgot one? Was that the sole purpose of his job? I, I need to talk to that person. Yeah, you need to check and make sure you got all your belongings, including the human heart you're traveling with whenever you get off a plane. Um, so some poll numbers and straw polls about 2020 candidates for president all coming up. There are baked goods here at the radio station again. This time of year is difficult. I saw a number on the scale today I had not seen in several years. It was frightening me. I hope I hope it's an ah! anomaly that something's gone wrong. Probably the scale. Was then off. I'm retaining water for some weird. Re- I can't actually be that heavy. <laughs>